Welcome to The Truth, The Music and Me, the podcast. The Truth, The Music and Me. I'm Tamara Stewart and I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for joining us. You can drop us a line if you want to send us an email, podcast at tamarastewartmusic.com. Well, welcome to episode four of The Truth, The Music and Me, the podcast. I'm Tamara Stewart and I'm really glad you're here. Hey, we made it. Well, we made it to episode four anyway, and that counts for something. (laughs) But we are, of course, uh, going right through uh, for all tracks on the album. And this today is the closing track of part one, which is called Ruin. Part one's called Ruin. um, And today's song is called Untied. But before we kick into that, I just want to say, first up, shout out. Thanks to all of you that are reaching out means the world. I say it every week. I mean it every week. If you do want to drop us a line, podcast at tamarastewartmusic.com. But uh, just a quick announcement. Um, For those of you that are perhaps interested in getting a copy of the record, it'll be out April 5th. It's going to be officially released. And that's really, really exciting, um, as I'm sure you can imagine. It's a labour of love and there's a lot of my heart in this record. There's a lot of my truth. Well, it's all my truth. Um, in this record so I'm excited to get it out but what I wanted to um to let you all know is that on March the 1st which is not many sleeps away um the album will be available for pre-order so what that means is uh anyone who does want to buy the album it will be available on March the 1st however You'll have to wait till April 5th to get the full album, but automatically you'll get part two. So part two, which is called Recovery, which will start in next week, uh, will be available from March the 1st. So for those of you that perhaps stream Spotify, those types of things, Apple Music, uh, part two will be available on those platforms as well. So um, it's a green cover. Ruin was a blue cover. Recovery's a green cover and the full album is the white cover which will have all 15 tracks on it (laughs) so very very exciting but let's kick off let's get into it this is uh this is untied so here's a little sneak peek for you of a song i wrote with very talented mary bragg she's done with blaming she's taking back the name she had before it all went wrong and some songs, they gotta be unsung And some heartstrings, they come unstrung And I do, they might be undone No matter how hard we try Some knots have got to be untied Untied. So the lyric of that chorus is some songs have got to be unsung, some heartstrings are going to come unstrung, I do's might be undone no matter how hard we tried, some knots have got to be untied. So that was, uh, you know, our way of saying a little play on the tie the knot, untie the knot, so marriage versus divorce. So this captures that next stage for me in my journey and I know I call it a journey a lot um <laughs> it really was a journey sometimes it was more like a train wrecky journey <laughs> and other times it's smooth sailing but um so I had to find a way to mark 
this because it, it turned out to be quite a shock in how it affected me. I mean, even though I was the one that instigated it, um, it wasn't an unwelcome suggestion, I'm sure. I, I don't want to speak on the other person's behalf, but um, it ended up being, I'm sure, what's best for everybody involved. And, um, and But it, it really was the beginning of some deep, deep healing because what it brought up in me and, and I've spoken to a few people that have been through divorce that say the same thing, that it really surprised them how much it hurt and how difficult it was to overcome. I mean, we hear people talking about it all the time. It's such a, a common thing. I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn by saying that, but um, I can certainly count I, I run out of fingers counting the people that I that I know that I've loved and that are close to me that have um, that have been divorced and you know no matter what your beliefs are let's let's try to put that aside because people have lots of reasons that um, that to get divorced that I've you know obviously extremely justified for safety and for emotional health and for lots of things so um, we're not here to judge but just to show empathy and love and it's it's amazing to me how many divorced men and divorced women and of all ages that say the same thing and that it's it for, for me it was a shell shock um and it was like a delayed it sort of took a while to echo fully echo out but man it's it it was tough for me and 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 it really didn't have anything to do with my current relationship but just the reality of what that meant and kind of having to start again, again. And, you know, I, there were no children involved in my divorce. And so I have a lot of empathy for my friends who go through a lot having to keep those relationships up. And, you know, and, and, and I'm certainly in no position to to speak on that. But um, I send just so much love and um, compassion out to people that are in that situation because it's, I imagine it's extremely difficult um, for some. For others, it's they get a good system going. But, um, yeah, it's it for me, the whole process of pulling apart what it meant for me to be div- now divorced. And I, rem- <laughs> I remember um, a little while after I would sort of was getting through it, slowly getting through it, and I was feeling better and I was finally back out, you know, I'm fast-forwarding a little bit, but I was back out... Um, you know, functioning, feeling like I was sort of connecting with community again and, and feeling better. I went to the dentist and it's a very random story. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I am. Uh, I went to the dentist and the lovely lady behind the counter was like, okay, ma'am, you could fill out these paperwork. And I live in the South. That's the best accent I could do. And so I put my name in, had to fill out first time visitor. And then I had to tick a box And I remember feeling, I was sitting in the waiting room just feeling so judged and so grumpy, so grumpy that there was like single, de facto, married, divorced. Like divorced was a box. Aren't I just single again? Like why do I have to now be that box? It's the craziest thing but I got really, I got really um, rebellious and um, I was extremely dishonest slash honest and I refused to tick that <laughs> divorced box. I would not let that define me. So I ticked single. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And um, 
felt like it was a small win. But, yeah, it was like – but then I was sort of looking at that going, why does that bother me so much? Like who – what am I what – what's my belief system around that? And I realised some might think it old-fashioned or whatever, but for me a deal's a deal. And I realised in that moment uh, that I was still feeling like a failure. I felt like I'd failed at my marriage and I didn't want to have to wear that for the rest of – my life with every box that I'd have to tick when I go to the dentist. And there were no regrets. I mean, I, I stand by the decision that I made, but it, I just truly uh, felt like I'd failed because I'd certainly tried for a long time. And for something that, you know, we hear so often every day and when somebody tells me now that they're going through a divorce, I, I feel it on a very different level, um, a much deeper response and such empathy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's truly amazing with anything in life, I guess, until you go through it yourself. It's hard to have that kind of understanding. My sister said, gotta make him pay. Her lawyer said, keep it black and white. Mama said, men are all the same. And daddy said, girl, you'll be all right. It's complicated. Don't know how to hate the man she has loved so long. Some So for all of you out there who are maybe going through this or maybe someone you know is going through it, um, a serious breakup, a divorce, uh, we send you love. We send you lots of love and hope that you can ask for help when you need it, which for me is a really hard thing to do. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of the person that won't talk about what's going on in my life. I'd rather think that I can manage it myself or at least, um, you know, in my own time. But I, I did have a couple of friends that I was able to reach out to and, you know, when I was having a tough day, I could share that with them and they didn't, you know, they didn't tell me to snap out of it or, you know, try to <laughs> try to downplay anything. They just allowed me the space to you know, to be, they met me where I was, which to me was a really powerful thing because the divorce was not, as I said earlier, wasn't, wasn't kind of about, well, it wasn't just about, I should say, let's correct that. I wasn't, wasn't just about my current relationship. It brought up all of the stuff. So I kept leaning into the work. And when I say the work, I mean, to rather than try to avoid and numb the stuff that was hurting Finally, I faced it um, and then, you know, I talk about therapy and journaling and all of those things and, um, and I'll never stop talking about them because they truly um, helped me to heal. So that, that was what I did. I, I was able to do that, um, which was really hard and it kind of sucked, but um, I was able to look at those things and, and I, I knew that I wanted this to be the time that I truly healed those deep, those deep things in me that were you know, that kind of kept me in these unhealthy relationships and in these places that I, I just kind of had a gutful of it, really, to be honest. But it wasn't until I realised that I was pretty fully depressed. Um, I was still able to go and do my job of writing songs, um, which I will talk about over the coming weeks, um, what I the songwriting, different roles as a songwriter that I get to play. Um, but I was, but that is all. There were weeks when I was only doing what I had to do. Like I would not get out of bed unless, you know, 
unless I was going to be getting paid to <laughs> because I was on my own on the other side of the world. Um, my marriage had ended and so my – and, of course, during settlement and stuff, everything's frozen. So, you know, I had to – I had to, which was a, a, a good thing for me. I had to go and still do the work that I had to do to keep my bills paid and to keep me afloat because I just knew I didn't want to have to – lose out on all the work I'd done here in Nashville um, even though I'd offered prior to this to to move back home and forget Nashville if it was going to save you know Um, but once I knew I was there on my own I had to fight so hard to stay afloat Um, completely 100% on my own at that stage so that was really stressful incredibly stressful but a really beautiful time too because I learned so much about myself and what I was capable of but those really low lows on those days when even brushing my teeth was an achievement (laughs) there were those days and I laugh about it because I probably should be embarrassed about it but from this side of it I just have I have empathy for myself and I'm kind of proud that I made it through I'm proud that I was able to survive and that I'm still here and and I'm doing what I came here to do but that's hindsight I was not feeling that at the time I was really not feeling those good feelings the warm fuzzy feelings so there was uh, you know a lot of hard times a lot of dark times I had some really good people around me I was I ended up being very cautious about who I shared my story with which um, I felt I picked good people had a good therapist and I just worked hard on healing um, I didn't try to numb it. I didn't try to rebound within, you know, there was none of that stuff. Um, I just knew it was time to fix it and to heal it properly and take my time with it, which I'm so glad that I did. And, I mean, life may not look the way that I thought it would. Uh, it wasn't quite how I thought it would turn out, but sometimes we get what we need more than what we want. It just looks a little different. No matter how hard we try. So as the closing track of Ruin, Untied marks, well, the divorce and the end of that initial break, the destruction. Uh, So we go into next week, we go into part two of The Truth, The Music and Me, which is titled Recovery. And I'm really excited. I know I say that all the time, but these songs in recovery I'm so glad they're finally going to be out Um, we will have of course the same amount of tracks but at the end of each part I've chosen a very short usually around a minute minute and a half um, a very short what I'd like I guess I'll call an interlude which links the part one to part two and at the end of ruin uh, I chose to do this this is actually the only cover that is on the whole album Um, and it's a little uh, my version arrangement of uh, one of my favourite hymns of all time. So this links us from part one to part two. Um, When you do get the full album, this whole record is in total 15 tracks including these little interludes but I just wanted to give you a a taste so that we can lead into next week. Uh, This is a little taste of the live in the studio a little setup we did to get us from part one to part two.
Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely? Longing for heaven and home Because I'm happy And I sing Because I'm free And his eye Is on The sparrow I know He's watching over me So that brings us to the closing of part one, Ruin of the Truth, the Music and Me. And so we have no other choice but to look forward, look forward into the next part, which is, of course, called recovery. And this is, I guess, the healing. Uh, Recovery means lots of different things to different people. And I will talk about that um, through the course of the coming weeks, because it also includes a lot of what I was doing in the meantime. Uh, to survive writing songs for a living and how I was doing that here in Nashville. I'm going to tell you a lot more about um, about what was happening in my life during that time. Uh, it's a very, very exciting um, part of my story for me because I've truly found my power and my healing and I could start to see how life could be. And I could see that it was going to get better. I could feel it getting better day by day. Uh, But the song that we're going to kick off with next week is one that I wrote on my own uh, and for me was the first indication that I was truly healing was when I started to feel grateful for, uh, you know, for the ending because I realised that meant a new beginning. Uh, And the song that I wrote that night is called Blessed and it's the first track on part two, Recovery. Can't go back. I don't belong there anymore. And I can't stay here. Invisible behind closed doors. Just praying and hoping that nobody sees me broken when I try to tell them that I'm doing okay. I end up choking, but I know this ain't happening to me. It's happening for me. When I'm stuck in my hurt, in my head, I forget that I'm So thank you for listening to episode four of The Truth, The Music and Me, the podcast. That was Untied, which brings us to the end of Ruin. We are moving into recovery and I'm so excited from next week we talk about Blessed, which is track six on The Truth, The Music and Me. And don't forget from March the 1st, Recovery Part 2 is available on all platforms. But until then, I'm Tamara Stewart. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourself. The Truth, The Music.